drive all the way up here to put this in the safe deposit box, she had grumbled, holding up a postage stamp-sized object. What is it? Hilly had asked. A kind of thumb drive, Millie said. I forget the real name, micro something or other. A memory card, maybe. Dan says he has an adapter here that'll make it work in this dinosaur desktop. As for why he needed this little item to be in the bank this morning rather than later today or maybe even tomorrow morning, I have no idea. Anyway, you know how Dan is. Once he gets an idea in his head, it's my way or the highway. So that's my next stop, the bank. I didn't know thumb drives could be that small, Haley said, but it must be important. Something to do with work, I expect, Millie allowed. Something he doesn't want falling into the wrong hands. How are things here? Fine, Haley had told her. Glad to hear it, Millie had said. Then she was gone. Standing there facing down Agent Donald Ferris, Millie Fraser and her tiny memory card were the least of Haley's worries. Before you or your people touch a thing, she said, reaching for her cell, I need to check with Mr. Fraser. Sorry, Agent Ferris insisted. This warrant says otherwise. Now, if you and your people will gather all your belongings and clear out, we'll be able to get started. This is outrageous. You can't just shut us down. Yes, we can. For how long? For as long as it takes, maybe indefinitely. We'll be sorting through the material tonight and deciding what's to stay and what's to go. We'll send a truck here tomorrow to pick up what's going. In the meantime, I've called a locksmith. You're changing the locks? Yes, ma'am. Once you leave here, no one's allowed back until we give the go-ahead. Presumably you're in charge, so I'll need your contact information. With the phone pressed to one ear, Haley listened as her call to Dan's cell phone again went unanswered. Call me, she said when the voicemail recording came on. It's time, Agent Ferris said. We need to get started. It had taken only a couple of minutes for the eight office employees, Haley included, to gather up their goods and be herded into the parking lot, with all purses having been thoroughly inspected on the way out. Naturally, everybody was upset, and a couple of the girls were crying. What's going on? Did they still have jobs? What were they going to do? Haley had done her best to be reassuring to the others, but that was a tough act to maintain, especially when a locksmith showed up in a van and proceeded to change the locks on the doors, both front and back, rendering Haley's prized master key useless. While the locksmith worked, Haley had continued to try to reach Dan. There was still no answer at any of Dan's numbers, but she finally left brief messages on all three. Please call me. Agents from the SEC came by and shut down the office. I need to know what's going on. Call me when you can. I'm worried. As a last resort, she tried Millie's cell phone, too. There was no answer there either, and Haley left yet another message. Gradually, the other women from the office drifted away to their cars. Haley stayed on, watching through the windows as a crew of workers dismantled the office. Computer terminals and keyboards were removed from desks and left in a heap near the front door. She was horrified to see the files from her super-efficient wall-mounted and color-coded filing system be summarily tossed into a collection of empty banker's boxes and carted over to the door in no particular order. Had Agent Ferris allowed Haley to participate, 
She could have pointed out that files with blue tabs indicated investment clients only. Green and blue meant the customers had both investment and insurance accounts, while files with solo green tabs indicated insurance customers only. Watching the haphazard way things were stuffed into boxes and stacked in random piles left Haley sick at heart. Once the files were returned, it would take days to sort them and to put things back to rights. If ever. What if the files never did come back? What if the demise of Ocotillo Fund Management spelled the end for the Fraser Insurance Agency as well? What if, rather than being a temporary measure, the office ended up being shut down for good? What would happen to her and to the other women who had worked there? During a mostly sleepless night, while fruitlessly checking her phone for incoming texts from Dan or Millie, Haley had wrestled with that question both for herself and for the others. What would become of them?